morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 6.38 on a Friday morning, this morning with Stacey and Daryl and uh, our regular check-in with Mercedes Stevenson, host of the West Block, which airs on global television on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock and also at 11.30 at night. Plus, you can also hear it, if you like, right here on 6.30 Chat on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. Good morning, Mercedes. Good morning. Hello, my friends. How are you? We're good. We're, we're good. Hey, we're doing a whole thing next week on Hallmark movies. Are you a fan of Hallmark movies? Uh, no. Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you why. Despite being a hopeless romantic who never learns, <laughs> well <laughs> done. The movie won't happen in real life. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, here's my pet peeve with them. Okay, it's always like big city career woman goes home finds love abandons her career yeah it, it drives me crazy that plot that's great fine love amazing love is very important it's a wonderful part of your life if you can find true love maybe he won't expect you to dump your career and move back with him <laughs> yeah that's well, my thought oh you do the reverse where she gets tired of hanging out in a small town dumps the old boyfriend she's had since high school and runs off to the big city has a successful career and a great life yeah, or like her dude who owns the inn that's about to go under moves to the city and meets her and has a successful life. Yeah, you move, dude. All right. Well, I'll look for that one amongst the millions of Hallmark movies that I have to watch this weekend. No, we only have to watch one. We have a homework assignment, Mercedes, where we all have to watch one. We're going to play a little Hallmark bingo and then compare notes on Monday. I mean, they're cute. Just, just you know, you know all those super anti-feminist undertones, I guess. I'm, I'm not we'll advocating... For, we'll for a better one. I'm not advocating a great deal of alcohol consumption, but that's how I'm getting through mine this weekend. It's a, that sounds fair to me. Just the way it's going to work. Mercedes, what's on your show this weekend? <laughs> oh, so, okay, that's a great question. Um, oh, you didn't like our earlier ones? <laughs> no, this is... So, theoretically, we had a plan, but we don't know if it's going to work, and I'll oh. tell you why. Oh. Um, MPs have been up all night voting. That's right, too. Um, and this has thrown everything into chaos. No one knows when they're going to finish. Uh, people can't really leave very easily during the votes. Obviously, um, they're super tired. So what we're hearing back from a lot of folks' offices is they're not keen on uh, being grilled while super tired. Um, mm-hmm. Cue my sympathy. The world's smallest violin, violin playing. Yes. But... Uh, <laughs> From someone else who also didn't sleep last night. Uh, but we're going to see where it goes. I mean, this is all part of uh, Polyev's anti-carbon tax, acts the tax campaign that they're running. Uh, these procedural games that he's playing, but they're they're legit procedural games. You're allowed to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has thrown the first part of our show into disarray. So theoretically, we're doing something on the carbon tax <laughs> and the environmental standards launched this week. Okay. But I'm not entirely sure that's going to play out, to be honest. So we'll see where that goes. The second part of the show, which is, of course, locked in because it's related to the military and, you know, good old reliable military folks commit show up. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the review of um, the military colleges, which are basically yeah. our version of like West Point. Right. So Royal Military College and College St. Jean. We're going to be talking about the stats can report that showed that sexual assault was up in the Canadian Armed Forces, especially in the regular force, but that fewer people were reporting it because they don't trust anything meaningful 
meaningful will be done, which is a bit concerning in light of all the things. It's all supposed to have been changed. Supposed to have been dealt with. Yeah. Uh, so we have Mark Popov on. He's a former colonel in the army, and um, he was actually the head of cadets at RMC who got he says, essentially fired for holding cadets accountable for sexual misconduct. And he says this whole culture issue is actually coming from senior officers who have gone to RMC, so it has to change. Uh, And we also have the first uh, woman cadet to graduate from RMC who wrote the Stone Frigate on the show uh, to talk about her experiences and what, what she thinks needs to change because that's sort of like the nub. You can put all of the people in appointed positions you want and talk about that, but if you don't change the culture mm-hmm. of the people who are going to lead an organization, it's really hard to make change. And that's a that's a big thing, changing culture. Thanks, Mercedes. You bet. Thank uh, you. Good luck this weekend as well. I don't think she's going to join I'll our Hallmark it. Challenge. <laughs> I might be trying to volunteer for Hallmark movies by the end of that. will be our A block. My thoughts on Hallmark. On Hallmark movies. Perfect. If you need some guests, you know yeah. where we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to call you guys for backup. Okay. West Vlog host Mercedes Stevenson joining us. Of course, you can watch it again on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, or you can listen to it right here on 630 Chat on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. All right, we're going to take a bit of a break. It's the time of year where, you know, it might be a little bit more tempting to stay a little longer at a party, maybe have a few more drinks than you normally uh, would. We're going to tell you about this year's Check Stop program after this. It was the heat of the moment. Tell me what my heart meant. The heat of the moment. Showed in Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. Is the season six forty six? We are uh, in check stop season. We're really there. Uh, there, there can be check stops at any time of the year uh, because uh, not having impaired drivers on the road seems like a pretty much a no brainer. Everybody, I think, is on side with that. But certainly, the holiday check stop campaign because there are so many parties, there are so many other opportunities, I suppose, uh, for something like that to happen. So, uh, lots, of, a few questions about how it all works. So, Constable Seth Dodman Casemore uh, from the Impaired Driving Unit at EPS has joined us in studio to help us out with some of these questions. Good morning. Good to have you here. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. Maybe move a little bit closer to the mic so we can hear your voice. Can we talk a little bit about uh, this year's Check Stop campaign? Yeah, absolutely. So it it kicks off every December and we'll run a a summer one in the summer as well. Obviously, there's more gatherings. People are uh, seeing friends and family and coworkers. We want to make sure that we're out there a little bit more because we know drinking and, and use of drugs kind of goes up around this time of year. So, how do you how do you determine where to set up? I would think it's just on on high traffic areas, but then you know uh, what what goes into deciding where? Well, you know, like each each check stop event kind of has its own geographical area, and and we'll look at we'll look at statistically what it's looked like for the last couple of years mm. as far as number of impaired drivers we've located. Uh, and obviously, uh, areas that have higher gatherings, uh, places like West Edmonton Mall, obviously, there's how many venues there that yeah. kind of, obviously, people drink, and it, it makes a bit of a difference kind of focusing on those areas. Are the... Are the attitudes around alcohol changing? Because I know it was completely different from when you know when I was younger to to kids now, where it's like I'm 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 not drinking. I'm uh, I'm designated driver. You know, uh, like obviously the messaging has been around for more than a generation now of, of don't drink and drive, but people still aren't getting the messaging. Statistically, ten years uh, a ten year span from about 2010, if you look all the way back there, 
alcohol impaired have dropped for sure. But for every amount alcohol impaired have dropped, we've had that and a little bit more of, of drugs kind of taking mm. its place. So, so are you seeing a generational thing there with maybe the more older people getting busted for booze and 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 for for drugs and younger people? Or uh, honestly, everybody and it doesn't matter the age. They're they're all definitely out drinking for sure. It's it's definitely. Um, what we see more often, but drug impaired have gone up significantly uh, since the legalization of cannabis. That kind of accessed a little bit more money for us to train more officers. Mm. So that's, I think, one of the other reasons why we're finding more drug impaired. So they've always been there. Mm-hmm. We're just better at detecting them now with more training. If a person has not gone through a check stop, uh, what what can they expect? Is there, first off, people get annoyed a little bit because they're getting backed <laughs> up with their traffic. Absolutely. But you, I think most people understand. So what what happens? What what happens? Yeah. So uh, typically for the the traditional check stop, what everybody would be picturing of a bunch of police cars parked in a line. Uh, we would pull in every vehicle that we can. Once the line's full, we'll wave vehicles through to kind of keep some sort mm-hmm. of, of traffic flow. Uh, we'll talk to you and we'll introduce yourself, let you know that ourselves and let you know it's a check stop. We'll then uh, demand a, a sample of breath through mandatory alcohol screening, a, a power that came into effect in 2018 in the Criminal Code of Canada where we can test any driver who's behind the wheel of a, of a motor vehicle. At any time, at doesn't have to be a check stop. Absolutely. Any time for any reason. Yeah, so if if my lights are out or if I, my backlight, one of them burnt out, you stop me and you hadn't, I wasn't swerving, I wasn't doing, I wasn't speeding, you can ask a, me to take a breathalyzer or I, I, I guess Roadside you can give me the test, option, yeah. but I guess I'll be charged if I say no, right? Uh, absolutely. Mandatory. So, so ma- mandatory is exactly how it sounds. Uh, if that officer is going to be utilizing mandatory alcohol screening to check your sobriety, uh, they'll read you a demand that says that they're doing mm-hmm. mandatory alcohol screening. Uh, you have to provide a, a sample. Even though you, you don't smell anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, is a, it was recognized by the legislature that we didn't have enough... Um, powers or, or abilities to detect impaired drivers. We weren't doing a good enough job with the, the powers that we had. So when they changed the criminal code in 2018, they added mandatory alcohol screening as an extra tool because they knew that it is so hard sometimes to detect the, the smell of alcohol or, or get those small, subtle little little signs that people who are a little more well-versed in, in alcohol uh, can hide a little bit. So that mandatory alcohol screening kind of took away that, that screen that we have to look through to see if somebody's impaired and, and just gave us that extra little bit of power to remove more people. So if you're going through a check stop, uh, I understand the roadside breath test, uh, you know, you yep. can get that. How do you test for drugs? Somebody's had some gummies and they could be higher in a kite. You have no idea because you can't smell it or whatever. Uh, so yep. how do you check for that at a check stop? Absolutely. So I, I think one of the important things is is we do the mandatory alcohol screening, but questions. Uh, the, the We have a lot of freedom as far as the number of questions we can ask a, a driver with the realm of, of impaired driving. We, we have a lot of flexibility with that. So we will. We'll talk a lot about drugs. Um, most of our officers are trained at least to recognize what drug paraphernalia looks like or the subtle signs of, of drug impairment. And then at that point, we actually have them do some physical coordination tests. Mm-hmm. There's unfortunately no no magical device that tells us whether somebody's impaired or not with drugs because there's so many out there uh, and it varies so much from, from drug to drug and person to person. So, But then it's suspicion you can take them in for a further test. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, yep. They'll do some roadside tests, uh, one with the eyes and, and uh, two coordination tests. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, either they're let go and, and they can drive, they're they're good, they're sober, or they failed, and now we're going to go do additional testing uh, with a drug recognition expert. And is that on site? Uh, that's on a check, For a check stop. stop. Th- that'll be on site, yeah. We'll have our, our check stop bus out, and we can always uh, we can always do all of that testing right there, uh, done in a nice, warm, controlled environment. 
give everybody every possibility to pass those tests. And uh, the holiday campaign is underway right now? It is, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we uh, kicked off already, so there's been uh, an event. Uh, the first six hours of, of the event, we removed eight impaired drivers wow. off the road. So hmm. uh, we're, we're doing okay as far as removing people, but it's terrifying that we're getting that many people in that short span of time. Yeah, if you know, that one check stop, you got eight. So how many elsewhere around the city that's just it didn't go there. Yeah. We can't be everywhere all at once, nope. and we're, we're not going to catch them all. So okay. We're sort of running out of time, but what are the consequences? Well, uh, you're looking at uh, it's about $6,500 all in as far as a financial uh, commitment for uh, the first time of an impaired driver. So a uh, 15-month license suspension. The first three months of those, you can't drive at all. After that, you can have a, an interlock device installed in your vehicle. It's kind of like a blow box. And that's before court? That's before court. That That's... We've... Uh, Alberta's removed a lot of court away from this. Okay. So you'll get a $1,000 fine. Uh, the vehicle goes uh, to car jail for, for 30 days, so you can't have access to your vehicle for 30 days. You have to pay the tow fees and the impound fees, uh, education courses, um, potential other license restrictions that the province can can put on you from there. All, all to save 60 bucks on an Uber. Absolutely. Not at all worth it. Doesn't seem worth it, does it? Not at all. Uh, Constable Seth Dodman-Casemore, thanks so much for coming in. Really appreciate coming into studio to chat with us about this this morning. Thanks very much for for allowing us the opportunity. You bet.